I just think he's full of SH1T at times. It's like, you know, quoting Kipling to players doesn't work. Rudyard Kipling. Probably Mr. Kipling would have been better. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Wednesday Night Rugby on Off The Ball with Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Now then, Wednesday Night Rugby, we have European Cup final to preview. To do so, we're joined by Keith Wood. Hi, Keith. How are you doing, Joe? Very well. And Liam Tolan with us as well. Hey, Liam. How are you doing, Joe? Great. So Leinster looking for a fifth European Cup. It would be a fifth since 2009. The only survivors from 09, Leo Cullen in his own unique way, and then Jonathan Sexton and Keane Healy. And it is remarkable when you take stock for a moment, as you do at moments like these. It is remarkable the extent to which Sexton is still driving force, captain, 13 years later. And perhaps over the last 12 months, Keith, playing as well as he's played in any number of years. I mean, his peak years aside, but certainly you would have to say he's playing better than last year, the year before. Um, I think he is. And I look, uh, <clears throat> I, I mentioned this last week, but um, I felt two years ago, three years ago, even, um you know, on the run-up to the last World Cup, he was only ever one ball carried to the line to being out of the game. And he was getting smashed up all the time. And um, he then had started to drift back so that he wasn't going into contact. And then everybody was ignoring him, and which was putting pressure on our outside backs. And look, I thought he was finished. I'm, uh, you know, I've I've no issue saying that whatsoever. I thought he was. I thought... I thought it was, you know, the right thing to do for him to stop. Um, what has happened subsequently is that both Leinster and Ireland have um, have built a game plan that I think protects him and actually uh, a protects him, which is great for him physically, um, but b gets the last ounce of rugby intellect out of him. Um, and watching him play at the moment, pulling the strings not being the first receiver, but orchestrating every single thing that needs to happen, kicking like a dream, um, looking like he's enjoying himself. He looks fresh, you know. So, I, I you know, it's great to say you're wrong and um, great to see when uh, when he's leading Leinster into another Heineken Cup final. So, uh, look, I think he's just, I think he's played very, very well. Um, started the season maybe a little bit rusty and he got back into it really, really quickly. But I, I do think it's, I think it's the the, the style, um, the 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 variability that's there, um, uh, you know. And look, he looks after himself incredibly well. So it's like it's worked out great for everybody concerned. I still like to see somebody else come up and shake him and shake his position a little, because I do think there will come a day when we do need it, or there could be one injury away. It could be a pulled hamstring just as easily, and those things happen even without the contact. So. Um, but no, I think actually, look, it's great to see people proving that the, the doubter is wrong. I was a doubter. I had a look back recently, Liam, at the 09 final. The 2011 final stands out because he was just so incredible in the second half. And I think his little halftime speech has probably gone down in uh, lore as well. But his performance in the 09 final was absolutely extraordinary as well. This mammoth drop goal and brilliant attacking rugby and 
flawless from the tee. Like to the point where, I mean, like the Sky commentary team aren't far off saying, I know the Lions squad has been named, but maybe on the basis of this performance, this kid needs to go to South Africa as well. They were flying out, I think, the following day. So uh, from day one, he's been exceptional. I can't think of another out half. Maybe there's someone I'm not thinking of. I know Wilkinson had a a late renaissance at, at Toulon, but I can't think of an out half who 13 years apart is producing this. Yeah, and I think the manner in which he entered at that level was extraordinary. Like he came in through injury, you know, the classic case of opportunity making, uh, meeting uh, expectation and a preparation, should I say. And he was wonderful. And uh, like if I look to the key difference now, I think at that parts of his career, he was trying to do everything. Whereas now the key thing, if you look at the stats of Leinster's performance this season, to build on what Keith was saying, names like Hugo Keenan, Jack Cohn and Caelan Darris, they're the three top ball carriers in Leinster and the European rugby. The only one that's higher them is the number eight, potential number eight starting for Stade, Stade Rochelle in, in Aldrich, uh, who's number one carrier. And you look at the, the impact that James Lowe is having, that Jimmy O'Brien is having. There seems to have been, whether by accident or design, a shift in Johnny Sexton's role. He is as valuable as ever, but the, the, the value of the other players has come up and he's allowed that to happen. Like he's a key part of that uh, process where other players are doing an awful lot of the work to give him the opportunity. You saw him in the semi-final, the half break he made because four or five Leinster players sold so much to a, a Toulouse defence that the Toulouse defence didn't know what to do. And in that moment, Johnny Sexton ran through a gap. Whereas in previous seasons, he might have been pushing, trying to create the gap himself and get smashed. So I think there's a maturity in his game that's allowing others. And the skill set of other players that are contributing are, these guys are, you know, if they're not world class, they're damn close to world class. I mentioned them, Keenan, Conan, Doris, etc. Uh, and you think of uh, Ross Maloney and the impact he's making. I've been banging on about Ross Maloney anytime I come on. I've been talking about him for months. But the value he's adding that's creating opportunity for all those outside him and Sexton is one of them. Mm. So players have come up to his level, I would argue. Yeah, well, for Keane Healy and Johnny Sexton, I mean, it's not just Leinster looking for a fifth European Cup. To think those two guys are looking for a fifth European Cup is uh, quite something. So just to note that as we embark on the preview, there was a big Leinster training session yesterday, today a day off. So the presumption seems to be that Furlong and Lowe came through. The La Rochelle situation, Keith, is just uh, a good deal more complicated. You need luck and you need injuries to go your way. And uh, it's it's one of those stressful weeks, I think, for O'Gara. So there's just there's just question marks everywhere. Uh, Victor Vito, it looks like he's out. Uh, we were very much of the understanding that Kerr Barlow, the uh, World Cup winning scrum half was out until O'Gara in his press dealings yesterday was talking about trying to find him some kind of a hurling glove to source a hurling glove to see if they could throw that in his hand and get him through the game and then Will Skelton played the 13-14 minutes against Stade Francais like the way O'Gara phrased that was yeah he played 15 minutes in a quote slow paced game Uh, but he said thankfully no reaction so you know, to be going into a final with these kind of question marks and the will I risk him, won't I risk him, it just seems like a far more stressful preparation on the uh, French side of this affair. Yeah, I, look, for me, Victor Vito is, you know, has been probably the main player for La Rochelle this season and he has an awful lot of good that has come from him, has stemmed from him. Kerr Barlow, 
with his hand guard. Yeah, you can do that after a few weeks. Very hard to do it after two weeks, but if you're able to deal with a bit of pain, there's no harm. I think we've all played with, played with broken bones in our times. You know, it's it's one of those things that you do do. So um, it kind of depends on the level of risk. And if you do that against all three of them, if the risk is that you're likely to exacerbate what you have and make it much worse um, and cause serious damage, well, then you don't do it. The other, the other side is if you can actually get away with it and play well, and it's a cup final, you probably do do it, you know, and it's, it comes down to the player then in that circumstance. And, you know, some guys can have a really bad injury, can turn up and say, well, it doesn't matter because I can just put it all in the field. And if that's 50 minutes for Will Skelton, he could do an awful lot of damage in 50 minutes. So um, why wouldn't you do it? But it comes down again to that risk register that you have. Uh, are you able to go and do this or will this end his career? You know, that, that that's kind of part of it. For Raj, I wouldn't worry at all. It's the only reason he's involved is to be at the last weekend of the season. That's what he wants. And he is where he wants to be. And the nature of getting to it is you tend to have injuries. The, uh, the flip of that is Leinster have had unbelievably um, uh, good luck with injuries for most of the season. I mean, obviously with the big exception of Dan Levy, um, but an awful lot of players have come back at the end of the season fit and they are very close to full full steam. And that's pretty impressive. They've managed their squad incredibly well. Having a big squad has been very good for them. Um, but if you look at it in contrast to other teams, other teams have a lot of players injured at the end. Leinster don't seem to. Mm. Liam, is the received wisdom you start the players who are doubtful as opposed to bringing off, off the bench and then potentially having to make a change again five minutes later? Well, I think that the first question that Ronan Agar will be asking himself is, how can I beat Leinster? Now, the, the interesting La Rochelle have playoff form and experience. We've seen that last season. Uh, Ronan Agar is your playoff king. He understands all the way back to Munster Cup uh, club rugby in that sense. So what style of game that La Rochelle are going to employ is going to be really interesting because if you just compare the semifinals, um, Leinster on 51 possession scored four, like beat to lose 40 points to 17 but they were playing in the right territory whereas La Rochelle with more possession against uh, Racing ended up with 47% possession so I would question La Rochelle's kicking game and I think it's going to be really really important the weekend because it's all very fine to to win in the trenches that they like to bring the physicality and that's where Skelton come in I don't think he'd survive more than 20 minutes of the pace that Leinster are going to put him at. So I think a kicking game is really, really important. So his halfbacks that actually can execute that kicking game for him, I think that's probably one of his first starting points. He has to be playing in the other end of the pitch. He cannot be playing, certainly in the middle midfield, uh, and he has to dominate, try to dominate possession, but certainly uh, field position, and he's, his best halfback kicking pair will have to start. Mm. So is that, a, is that a yes, you do start them? Or no? Well, that's. I assume Mogar is going to have to make that decision in the sense that he'll want to get the correct territory. Mm. Um, and he, like, again, La Rochelle at times, their style can be eking out three points. And it's the French top 14 style, isn't it? You, you rob a penalty scrum. You try and get a, a penalty score. You get your three points. Like, La Rochelle score tries. There's no doubt about that. But against the opposition they're playing against, I'm not so sure that they'll have the luxury 
to ebb and flow like the French semi-final was last week, mm. where there was lots of mistakes, lots of errors. You saw Toulouse had an unbelievable amount of errors, but in the in the Racing La Rochelle game, there was buckets of errors as well. I don't know if they had the luxury, they might want to skip out over a lot of that, and that requires a kicking game. It requires them to slow down the, the, the Leinster recycle. It requires them that corridor power that they want to dominate. You saw the damage an offensive Leinster defence did on Munster at the weekend. Like Munster crumbled under the face of that. La Rochelle will try to do that. We know that on a one-up tackle they can, they can smash. They have the physique, the physicality. Antonio, Skelton, these guys. So they're going to try and play a game that they want to play and land the punches they want to play. And I think a kicking game is hugely important. And one of the areas I thought that they struggled against Racing is they played the game in the wrong part of the pitch. They allowed Racing buckets of opportunities to win that game. Mm. On uh, kicking from the tee, certainly, there's going to be a bellwether moment, I suppose, Keith, in this final, and it's Ahaya West's first kick. Uh, he missed four against Racing, and they were bad kicks as well. Uh, he is leaving for Toulon at the end of the season. He was better at the weekend, for what it's worth, against Stade Francais, and I think he missed all but, or sorry, scored all but one against Leinster last year. So, I mean, maybe there's a degree of he gets off to a good start, he keeps on going in that direction I don't quite know his game well enough but I do know when he has that first kick everybody's going to be paying very close attention uh, like it must be very tricky to go into a final where you've a, a very strong sense your kicker's not going to make any kicks yeah he often makes a lot of kicks but he, he can miss them too I, I I look I looked at La Rochelle last um, the, the week before last I uh, I thought they were incredibly nervous and it was quite interesting to see them be that nervous for a semi-final. And they did make an awful lot of mistakes. And they were away from home, which is kind of one of the strange uh, things that we often talk about. Um, and actually, so were Racing, as it turned out, because they couldn't play there to play in Lance. Um, But Racing would upset anybody in the manner in which they play. And um, I think, I actually think they thought their way through it and got their win. Um, they made it incredibly difficult for themselves, but they got the win. I think they're going to be a bit more assured as to how they play at the weekend. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not writing them off. Um, I'm tipping Leinster absolutely to win, and I think they've got a cracking team, but I'm not writing off La Rochelle for how they performed down in, Mar- in Marseille. And, and sorry, um, to, sorry to interrupt you. You think La Rochelle taught their way through that victory? They, no, they, I thought... Sorry, I'm, I'm going to say plotted their way through that victory. But, they, well, two they, they got they got through it by um, missing everything, but still managed to get it. I thought they were unbelievably nervous in how they played. I thought they were struggling for a huge amount of the game. Um, they were lucky to get the win, yeah. but they, but they got the win, and I thought they were very nervous. Um, so their way of, sorry, thinking their way through the victory is probably the wrong No, because I, I sort of thought they, they did the opposite, actually. They completely lost their heads and not least yeah, against 13. I but, I, but, but I thought they were, I thought they were very, they were very messy. I thought every part of it was messy. Yeah. So like for, I think, it, I strangely, I think this weekend they will play a very different style. I think they will try and bully Leinster from the start. I would see them with Will Skelton on from the very start right. to try and use whatever he has until it breaks down. That's that's the manner in which I think that they'll go. And but how capable are they of bullying Leinster, do you think? Well, they'd be one of the few teams who who might be able to get away with it. But I think Leinster have improved um, 
drastically from 12 months ago. Yeah. I think they look far more composed. I think their game plan is far more mature. Um, I also think they have better players on the field than they had this time last year. And they had an injury list this time last year. They don't this time. Yeah. Um, so I look, I think they'll be able to, to I think it'll be tough. Um, and I do think that a lot of uh, Leinster have given away penalties at different times, scrum time um, this year. That could happen again. But I actually think they have such an all-around game that they're able to go and deliver on it afterwards. Mm. I'll ask you both this question. I might start with you. Definitely everybody I talked to on, on these slots across the last number of months feels Leinster are, are much improved on last year, for instance. Do you have any uh, nagging sense that said that uh, Leicester, admittedly a Welford Road, but Leicester were really poor that day in so many ways, it, not least in attack. Like they, they just, it was it was really pathetic effort from Premiership champions in attack in particular. And Leinster had a good start and the game was done. And then Toulouse were very tired, very flat, not themselves, and also not nearly as good as they were last year. Do you have any nagging sense that uh, you know, Leinster always have a plan until they're punched in the face over the last number of years. Have they been punched in the face this year and, and it, to what extent is that a worry? Well, a number of times, I, I don't think any team that played this season has landed a kind of a knockout punch to that mind. But anytime there's questions, one of the first things you see about the body language of Leinster is they're the one team in the competition that can recreate momentum in the middle of a, in the middle of a play. And I thought last week watching the French sides, I thought they were sloppy, all three of them. I thought that they, once something ran out of shape, they really struggled to get shape back into the game. Munster have consistently shown that inability to reshape it, whereas Leinster can take a couple of punches and get back into shape because the quality of their players, the rugby knowledge of their players is so strong that they can get into field positions once again and start the momentum. And then you look at the kind of the, the matchups. You look at, say, Porter versus Antonio. Now, Porter is, it for me, We've talked about it before on the show. Like he is a revelation, the switch from Tida to, to Lucid. We were talking about that maybe a couple of seasons ago. That's a very different like those two boys playing against each other, that's going to be a real matchup. But if you can't start looking at the matchups, I think the Leinster player are going to win the matchups. Like you look at say Darris or Conan versus Vito, who's probably out, but certainly Aldrich will be playing. You look at Henshaw and Dante. Now, Dante was playing at 13 at the weekend, but I assume he'll play at 12. You look at Gibson Park and whomever will start at number nine. I think the Leinster matchups will win. I think the Leinster rugby knowledge will win. Mm. I think the Leinster tempo will win. They're fresher, much, much fresher than the French side. And one of the things that really annoyed me watching, like Teddy Tama had a 2v1 against to, to win the game last weekend and he yeah. butchered it. Yeah. You just don't see Leinster players doing that. Yeah. You just don't. Like they, they just have a rugby knowledge that is so far advanced than the teams I've seen watching. That doesn't mean Skelton's not going to do damage. 100% he's going to do damage. Mm. But he ain't going to last 80 minutes. No. He, he won't even last 40 minutes. And the, the challenge that Skelton will have is that there's so, like we often did in training uh, back in the day, when is it hardest to defend? Or when is it easiest to attack? Leinster have an ability to get the advantage when they want to make it as hard as possible in the opposition to attack, to defend, because they're asking so many questions. You saw Toulouse, uh, how they struggled. And likewise, they also get the advantage of when it's to defend. That doesn't mean 
that if they lose the corridor of power for a period of time, they're not going to leak scores. Of course they will. Mm. That doesn't mean that the scrum at times won't come under pressure. Of course it will. But I think that the, to, to your question, there's only one team I've seen play in European rugby this season that can create momentum when it seems to be lost and it's Leinster. So yes, they will take hits, but I cannot imagine La Rochelle are going to land that killer punch. Right, OK. And Keith, a different way of putting it to you, will this be Leinster's toughest match of the season, the European season? Um, I think it will because of the pressure and the expectation that sits on them and it's a final and anything can go wrong. Um, uh, you can have a guy get injured and suddenly the things that were very slick last week are not slick this week. Um, but for me, La Rochelle would need everything to go right for them. They can't miss a chance. Right. Um, they can't miss a kick a goal. They can't miss anything really. They need to try and stay into the game. I, I like going back to your thought on what Leicester were like a few weeks ago um, uh, against Leinster. Um, I thought they were so hurried in every asset or every aspect of the game in that first half. Mm. They didn't know where to go or mm. what to do. They, everywhere they looked, there seemed to be a defensive uh, um, ring around it. They didn't quite know where to go. And um, I, like I do think Leinster cover the backfield incredibly well. I think their defensive line is fantastic. And um, I just felt that I thought Leinster were very good and then took their foot off the gas, you know, and uh, that can that can happen. And um, I, I think the full expectation, the season is built into this game. That's where they're that's where they're gone to. Um, the level of pressure that's put on the team from the performances of um, the the guys in the outer reaches of the squad is keeping them all honest. I don't think there, there's any level of complacency in Leinster. So it's like for me, it's Leinster's to lose, which is a um, is a very strange thing to say when you're going to a European final. But <clears throat> I can't think of a, a time when there were such overwhelming favourites or such a standout team in the competition. So all that builds a pressure as well. So um, that's going to be an interesting place under which to be. And um, I still can't get my head around whether... Um, whether I've seen Leinster just not perform. They've not performed a couple of times this year, but never of a game of, of consequence. And the ones of consequences they've delivered. Yeah. And that feeling about Leinster's favouritism has been pretty much set in stone from semi-final weekend. And it's all we've been hearing from different people over the last couple of weeks. It's why In this conversation, I'm almost trying to accentuate the La Rochelle side here. And yet... It's very hard to make a case for them, which is slightly unnerving. The bookies have Leinster, for instance, 12-point favourites. Is that about, like, you'd be expecting that kind of margin, Liam? Now, let's for a moment just kind of war game this out a bit and say, OK, it's in south of France, therefore Leinster have to travel. But they're doing so fresh. They have a pretty much a full selection to go for, pretty much. Yeah. They'd be playing in something like 30 degrees of heat or thereabouts. That can't be helpful. It'd be more helpful to, to La Rochelle. But they play at such a pace... And again, that word momentum, like they are the only side I've seen that can take a couple of kidney punches and they just kind of shrug it off and they get on with it. Uh, and they and they and any player that steps, I suppose the question might be around the selection. Um, do they go for it? They typically don't. But will they go for a 6-2 split in the pack? 
you know, will they carry, say, Ruddock and Ryan Baird or is Joe McCarthy? Or It'd be interesting to see that breakdown, but I'd imagine they'll stick with their own and they'll err on the side of keeping pace going. Um, and the players that they have, we've mentioned Sexton, but it's, the, it's really the other players that are adding huge value. Um, and I just don't think La Rochelle, like the, I was really disappointed watching the three French sides in semi-final. They were so sloppy. Mm. They showed a real lack of, like Teddy Taman not making that pass. I just like, this, I know like, it's, it's funny like, earlier. Best, you, like, it's you, just ridiculous. Yeah, Cause you said like the, the, the rugby knowledge that Leinster, you'd never see them not do that. I mean, the rugby knowledge in a 2v1 with one imaf screaming at you. I don't even know. Like where's like, it's unbelievable. That's like, not even rugby knowledge. Thinking. I don't know. And I, I, w- I would say that like looking at their body language, which is a, uh, I'm not qualified to do anything of that, but looking at their body language, you say, what are these guys thinking at times? Like they, they, they go to, there seems to be a subtle laziness in their DNA around how to do things like lineup malls. Now I would say La Rochelle's lineup malls, they got 30 meters last week where are in the semifinals where Leinster got some like four. So that's a, that's definitely something, but I don't think they'll have come across a lineup defensive mall with such a unit of purpose that will require, um, say, Skelton to get into a proper position in the mall as opposed to just leaning in against it, which he has done in, in years gone by. I think Leinster will force La Rochelle to a place that they have never been. Mm. And I think that's the real kind of question that they need to answer themselves because I don't think La Rochelle have been at that level before. Even though they beat Leinster last year, I'm not so sure they, they'll, they'll be able to jump the hurdle that Leinster will force upon them. And it was interesting, uh, Keith, Ugo Mollo was talking after the semi-final against Leinster and he was saying generally in top 14 we have ball and play time for 32 minutes and a half whereas at this level of European rugby it's much much closer or not 32 minutes and a half 32 minutes a game excuse me Uh, whereas at this level of European rugby it's closer to 40 minutes uh, per game and that's where Leinster are very very comfortable so you know all of these things point one way maybe if there is a slight worry and I, I presume you've been there as a player You've gone into games like La Rochelle where everybody's tipping the opposition and maybe there's that bit of a fear as well of things going especially badly wrong. That does seem to get teams physically primed for a big one-off effort and, and so Leinster will have to be wary of that but you suspect they will be. Yeah, I look, it's, it's, this is like a coronation. I know. Uh, I, I, I keep imagining Ron Nogara walking the beach listening to these conversations. He'd love, he'd love this now and he'd be wearing every one of them as a bitter badge. <laughs> Tolan tipped them, Wood tipped them. Yeah. And, um, but uh, yeah, it's, look, I, I think, I think Leinster have moved on from this. I think um, you can forget it every now and then. That's one of the things that I, I would always caution um, you still have to remind the team you're playing against every minute of the game that you're better than they are um, uh, without forcing everything. And I, ju- I look, I do, I think Leinster have all of that um, capability, but a lot depends on different things. What A couple of guys get injured, um, a red card for, for, for a hit, um, for a high hit or something like that. Something unusual can happen very, very easily. So it's, and I know it's kind of hard to, to predict those sorts of things. You don't want to predict them, but anything can happen. So it's about keeping composure. I would say Leinster, for the most part, have kept composure and a level of intensity. It's a kind of cold composure, which has been very impressive. So, look, I think um, 
I think we, we, we tipped them for it. I will say one other thing, and if we talk about Raj being bitter about about the fact that we'd say nice things about his opposition, uh, but if if he manages to orchestrate a a win against Leinster, it may tip or or top a lot of his success that he had as a player because everything is against him in this in this instance. Yeah, be an extraordinary achievement if he if he does it. On Skelton, by the way, just his level of importance. Jerry Thornley was pointing out this morning. That uh, this season, fourteen games with Skelton in their lineup, and they've had eleven games without him. So when they have Skelton, they win seventy-nine percent of games. When they're without him, they win twenty-seven percent of their games. It's just an extraordinary uh, statistic for the fifteen twenty minutes that he's on, Keith. What will Leinster be doing with him? Um, I think they'll be trying to move him all over the field. If it's thirty degrees, which it's due to be. Um, there's no carrying that weight around with fun. You know, he's a he's a he's a big guy. Um, um, make it as awkward as it possibly can. And look, um, uh, it was impressive how Leinster didn't get involved in an arm tussle with Toulouse. They they weren't throwing people into the rooks. I thought they were going to target Dupont all the time. They didn't. And. They they just they just stuck to what they know and they believe, and they chopped and changed it last week, and they chop and change it again some other time. So you never quite know what they're going to go and do, but I could see them trying to run run them ragged. Um, and that's what I was trying to say in terms of 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 racing racing run. They're a different type of team. They run all over the place, um, but they do it in a not a particularly well-structured way. They do it in a in an incredibly impressive handling way for the most part, Teddy Thomas notwithstanding, for the two-on-one. But um, look, I you just want to make these guys and say, why did you bother, bother putting on the jersey? You're injured, you should stay injured. You know, you make him suffer for every second he's on. Yeah. Liam, I'm sure you're watching the breakdown pretty closely. La Rochelle have been one of the better sides when it comes to the breakdown. Obviously, we know about Leinster's rook speed of late how do you see that department unfolding I suppose there's a chain of events Joe that have to happen like a rook we've said it many times is a failure of something and I think Leinster have epitomised that when it becomes a rook the recycle is ridiculously quick Mm. but that's a failure in how they play and I think if you link Skelton and Antonio and you say okay how can we move them around I think moving around doesn't mean moving 60 metres over and back it means targeting the link between Skelton and who's his outside defender and who's his inside defender, forcing the three of those to make decisions. So I doubt that Leinster will be targeting your own square at Skelton because you get killed. No one would survive that. But at pace, if you can get onto a weak shoulder, you, you create an indecision with the defenders so slightly outside and inside him, and you get that yard. And once you get that yard, then Caelan Darris has shown he can offload and all the other people. And then you see like a James Lowe popping up, and he's adding huge value to the ball and keeping pace in it. If there is a breakdown, that's where the rugby knowledge of Leinster's ability to shift from support lines into resourcing the breakdown. And that's another difference between France, French rugby, as in club rugby, and uh, and Leinster is the French, French club rugby particularly Racing expect an offload and the last thing they're thinking of is well what happens if my player goes to deck and then they're stolen and a lot of the work is done because it's sloppy opposition they're playing against again I don't think I think La Rochelle will be targeting it 
but I think they'll be chasing shadows. They're going to get a couple of steals, of course, mm. but I think ultimately they're going to be chasing shadows because of the process that Leinster put into play long before the ball hits the deck is going to cause La Rochelle more challenges than they've experienced before. Minor little things, mm. but they make a difference. I'm, I'm, I, like I keep struggling for points here. Here's one I'll throw at you then. So I guess La Rochelle have the experience of a final last year. A lot of these Leinster players don't, although that feels undermined by the fact that most of them have played in massive games for Ireland, not least in the Six Nations just gone. But Keith, you've played in a European final. You know what that feels like. And I, I suppose it must feel different in some ways to a, a test international, however big, because everything's at stake in the final. What advice do you give to the Hugo Keenans of the world? Not that he needs it, I suspect, but what advice do you give to a young player playing in his first final? Um, I'm going to say with the, with the particular team that Leinster have, that they are to be enjoyed. I know that's a kind of like a trite comment to say, but Marseille is an incredible stadium. It'll be very hot there. You know, you make certain you do all the things that you wouldn't ordinarily do. You make certain you're incredibly well hydrated. There may be sunblock, which was a big issue for me often. <laughs> that was that was often needed. Um, but you get yourself used to the idea of uh, of playing as you've played all along. And if if we were to say what Leinster have been particularly good at this year. Um, irrespective of who wears what jersey, is the level of consistency and attention to detail and the repetition of what they do. There is, it's it's very, very slick and they want to keep it at that level where people run the lines they're supposed to run and don't get over overly excited by, um, uh, by the occasion, but lap up the occasion. And there's, you see, if that was a young team that had, uh, that had never been that had a full team that had never been to a final like we were twenty odd years ago, um, then that's more difficult. But you have so many players there that have won with Leinster, that have won trophies with Leinster, that know what it's like to be there. Um, the young players can look at them and just look at their demeanor and rely on them. You know, knowing that these guys are calm enough because it's just another game, even though it doesn't feel like just another game and. Um, I do think there's a high level of, we talked about Sexton earlier on, I do think a lot of the younger guys that have come in have helped him hugely because they have a hunger to have one of the stars of their own. And um, uh, he may have a chunk of them, but they want one as well. And I think that maybe has given him an extra little bit of life too. Okay. Uh, Last one, Liam. What have you learned about the, the big games in your life that you'd pass on to a young player facing into his first final? I think I lost most of them, Joe. That's the biggest lesson I can give you. Don't lose them. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's interesting from a cultural point of view. Back in the days, like when you when Munster were blazing a trail with Woody at all, um, on the back of a foundation of Munster rugby that allowed that to occur. Uh, in my time in Leinster, looking back at the team that I was involved in, the talent of that team was phenomenal. But the culture of understanding how to win just wasn't there. And it took... A lot, like a lot of ingredients, we've mentioned Leo Cullen, Shane Jennings, Michael Checker, but the culture now just permeates the entire organisation. And you saw it against Munster at the weekend, a whole new bunch of players, most of the world wouldn't know who half of them were, and they're just bursting with that culture. Yeah. And I, I think the message for you, keep mentioning, uh, we keep mentioning Sexton, his value to the team has not dimmed 
but the value of the other 14 plus players has grown to meet him and that has spread out across the squad and like Lancaster must take enormous credit for that Leo Cullen um the the backroom so you know Farrell on the video there's so many ingredients to that uh the academy etc that have fed into that but I think that's you look at Hugo Keenan and the ease with which he entered international rugby is it's almost ridiculous like yeah. what he's achieved yeah. uh, James Ryan all these guys so um, I just think the culture is so strong there uh, that um, it's a really impressive organisation they deserve huge credit across no, the do. board I always remember Johnny Sexton doing an interview here I think it was with Jer when he came back from Racing and he point blank said the culture is not as good as the culture I left and we were all looking at each other going holy you know for to be saying this publicly and I suspect he's a big part of it so you're both confident of Leinster I can't seem to pick any um, argument here for La Rochelle bar something extraordinary happened with red cards I'm reminded here of like Rocky 3 where uh, Rocky and Apollo Creed are watching all the pundits say Rocky has no chance against Clubber Lang and Paulie says turn it off Rock and Apollo says no leave it on they're all going to owe you a big apology and that's that's how I see O'Gara right now and you two are in the black book Often we've often been in the black book with the Raj, so that's fine. Um, yeah, so uh, Leinster to win and uh, comfortably, that's what you're both saying. Comfortably ish. Uh, Leinster to win, uh, maybe comfortably in the last 20 minutes. I think it'll be very tough for an hour. Okay. Liam? Yeah, the 40 17 scoreline in the semi final would be an outrageous achievement. I wouldn't expect that. Uh, but I'd, I'd certainly think they'll beat that spread at 12 points. OK. Our uh, rugby coverage is with thanks to Vodafone, proudly supporting the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Keith Wood, thanks very much, Keith. Cheers, Chance. And Liam Tolan, thanks as ever. Cheers, Liam. Take care, guys. Wednesday Night Rugby on Off The Ball with Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.